Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Boy, do I have a special treat for you today. I am so excited to introduce the best advocate for the back of the packer that I know, my friend and my co-worker, Gay Coker. Thank you. Thank you, Dean. I'm so glad that you're here. This is awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. This is just uh, an honor. That's awesome. It's awesome. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that want to hear from you. Well, thank you. I'm. I, there's a lot of people I want to talk to. <laughs> a, a lot of people I want to talk to. You know, I'm anxious, but I'm very honored. Um, I'm honored to be sh- uh, sharing with uh this amazing run club group of folks you know they've become such great friends yeah uh, i just want to hug each one of them uh i want to hug them in person well, we'll do it virtually this morning. yes we'll have to do it yeah. virtually yes yeah that's good all right yes. is shannon nervous for you i uh, know he is you know I, I just have to be honest with you i didn't tell him i was coming uh. I want him to be surprised. Oh, you know, he cool. listens to the podcast every single week. So I want him to be surprised. Uh, would he be nervous? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's always uh, it's always a little scary when I get a microphone yeah. uh, in front of me. And so, yes. Uh, you do have a habit of talking. We're you, never sure what I might say. Yeah. Uh, but at least you can edit today out so wait you can edit this can't no, you can't no can't edit this one sorry this That's is this one's scary. not editable you'll have to do it just right the first time uh, <laughs> hey gay is going to share her own thoughts with you today and uh you know they're going to be great so so listen up we'll get to that in a few minutes and then in dean's thoughts this week i'm going to talk about a favorite childhood toy or a horrifying childhood toy. It just depends on how you look at it, right? (laughs) We'll talk about that too. So first, our sponsor this week is Chastain Concrete. I don't know that much about concrete, and I know I should know a lot about concrete because my mother worked in, an industry, in the industry at one time. She actually worked for a concrete pumping company, mm-hmm. so I heard everything. I guess I just didn't absorb enough of it. That's cool. But over 50 years in concrete finishing, specializing in commercial concrete finishing, and using a S240 laser screed when, screed when necessary, that's Chastain Concrete. You can call 706-278-3542 for any information if you want to hook up with those guys. Um, They do a great job. I have seen their work, Mm -hmm. and they do a really good job. So check out Chastain Concrete. Absolutely. We have a Facebook post for the week. And uh, this one comes from Holly Wicker, who has who shares. I know you're a big Holly Wicker fan. I am. I really am. She shares a lot of cool posts, and this is one from Holly. Um, it comes from. It was on seven seven when she sent it, and it was this. I had a mission to run seven miles in one hour and fifteen minutes, which is the number of completion. 
at a humid 82 degrees, I had walked the mile. I had walked at mile two, three, four, five, and six to hydrate. I chuckled because someone recently asked me if I run the entire time. Normally, yes, but lately the heat has been breathtaking. Running is often a sacrifice of my comfort and my time. It is a time to listen and hear God. It is a time for worship, prayer, and reflection. A time or visioning uh, and dreaming. Currently trying to envision myself completing 26.2. God is working on me. At this point, it seems more like a nightmare than a dream, but God. Right now, we're doing the Elijah study at church. Last night, we talked about making sure we don't manufacture the fire. We must offer the sacrifice and let God provide the fire, the favor of God. My sister and her husband call it the fog. Uh, I love that, favor of God, mm-hmm. fog. If you read further in uh, 1 Kings 18, God brings the rain that was much a much-needed blessing. During mile six, it began to rain, and I laughed. I thank God for showing off. He has a way of doing drastic things to get our attention. However, we still somehow miss God at times. But when you have nothing else but your sacrifice surrounding you, God is before you and behind you. He is never late and always on time. Then a few minutes into mile six, this song played on my Pandora, Fill Me Up by Jesus Culture. And some of the lyrics read, You provide the fire, I'll provide the sacrifice. The only trouble with us as humans, the faithful sacrifice has been, has to be provided first. We are not always willing to do the work to get the blessing. Finally, one hour and 20 minutes and 55 seconds later, mile seven was complete. This was five minutes and 55 seconds past my goal, but I will rejoice and not let that defeat me because in that last five minutes and 55 seconds, I had the best worship experience. Thank you, God. At the time of sacrifice, the, pri- the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so that these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. That comes from 1 Kings 18, 36 through 38. I love that concept. Um, I, Abraham and Isaac, you know, remember that whole story of yes. providing the sacrifice, and then God would kind of take it from there. Mm-hmm. And, Abraham had to be faithful to something that he didn't want to do, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes is like running, right? Sometimes yeah, we don't want to get out there and go do it. Um, but yes. all he wants is for us to show us the faithfulness, and he'll take it from there. Right? Absolutely. We've been uh, reading uh, from the beginning of the Bible. We began in, so in the year at church, and so we're in Leviticus now, and we've just really digging into sacrifice and the burnt offerings and I'm going to be honest I really have thought Lord I know I'm not supposed to question you but what's this all about Mm -hmm. and Brother Charlie just really nailed it Sunday morning letting me know okay so it was really good to see uh, you know what are we willing what are we willing to spend the time and put before him our our best or what's back here in the wood pile you yeah. know so it was just really uh, you know giving god the glory so 
Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you love this this story, Absolutely. Elijah? Yes, I do. Um, it's, I do. It's one of my absolute favorites because because yes. I, I like humor. And yeah. I just like to laugh. Yes, and you have to laugh at this story. Mm-hmm. Just Elijah is so so much the showman. Oh, you know? he, <laughs> and, he uh, is. I love it. It's awesome. And in this story, in this post that Julie had, she didn't reach her goal. But she really did, yeah. right? Yes, she did. Because the goal was to run seven miles in an hour and 15 minutes. All right, she didn't do the hour and 15 minutes, but she she did get that worship and that time with God in that was so important, and God revealed something to her. And, um, you know, I am sure that if you asked Julie, that was really her first goal anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely, uh, yes. Yeah. We did have a trivia question from last week. And the trivia question was this. It was, if you remember, it was triathlon related. As Mitchell loves to talk about triathlon. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not a huge triathlon fan, but you, you pay, probably pay almost as much attention to triathlon as you do running. Yes. Right? So, yes, I, I do now. Yeah. Now that uh, Lane is so involved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, here's a trivia question. The United States has, won, has only won one gold medal and a bronze in triathlon. Who was the person to win a gold for the Uni- for the USA, and what Olympics was it? Did you know this one? No, no, not at all. Well, the, in the last Olympics in Rio, um, Gwen Jorgensen won the gold medal. Um, it was an exciting race to watch. Um, it, it, she was, gosh, Gwen Jorgensen so special. Mm-hmm. The USA had also won one bronze medal back in 2004. You have to understand that the the triathlon hasn't been around for a very long time. Um, It started in either 96 or 2000, one or the other. And so triathlon is is pretty new to the Olympics. And so uh, not not winning too many medals isn't uh, isn't devastating. Uh Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, a, a lady by the name of Susan Williams won a, a bronze medal in the 2004 Athens Olympics. Um, Gwen Jorgensen, man, watching her, she's a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now she's actually turned into a professional runner. Mm-hmm. Her goal was to win an Olympic gold medal in the marathon. Um, she retired shortly after the Olympics and said, I'm going to be a runner now. And uh, that hasn't worked out for her well. She was in the Olympic trials on the track. Um, she was in the Olympic trials in the marathon. Uh, she didn't make any of those. Um, but man in a triathlon watching her run people down I remember when she first started she was not a great swimmer and so Mm -hmm. she'd always come out of the water way behind and she would have to make up time Yes, but it seemed like it didn't matter how far behind she was she could be two minutes behind going into the run and just run them down and still win by a minute I mean just she was so so fast and it was so much fun to watch uh, but it's uh, she got better at the swim and the bike, which she needed to if she was going to win a gold mm-hmm. medal. She had to get better at the swim and the bike. She had to be closer than that because there were the runners were, were catching up with her. They were getting faster. Um, but ultimately, in the Olympics, the second half of the run, she just kind of ran away from the girl who was kind of hanging with her for a long time mm-hmm. um, and won it that way again on the run. So, uh, yeah, so she's... Hopefully, we're going to see more from her in running. Um, she had, a, I think, a few little injuries and things that she had to work her way through. She did have a baby as well mm-hmm. during this time. So yes. Uh, yes. Stanley, his name is. And uh, she's supported by her husband. Her husband is, uh, 
he's kind of a house husband. He takes care of Stanley and supports her in what she's doing. And, That's uh, cool. It, it's kind of a, a neat little dynamic mm-hmm. there. Um, he fixes dinner. Um, I've seen lots of her videos where, and of course, he, he she's got a pretty specific diet. She's got to mm-hmm. eat really well, and so he works pretty hard at yeah. fixing good dinners. And um, yeah, you, you you can't help but wonder. I, I wonder this: how, how much does having a child temper your competitiveness? Oh, because. You know, I remember back when I was young uh, and running high school, college, that age, and I remember how competitive I was, and I'm not nearly as competitive today. Mm. And I think part of that is because you realize that, yeah, at that time, running may have been the most important thing I was doing. Absolutely. And now, you know, you realize in the grand scheme of things, it's just not that important. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And when you have a child, it Mm -hmm. certainly gets knocked down a notch. Yes. And so, uh, so it makes me wonder. Um, if that now we've seen uh, I'm not casting aspersions on mothers whatsoever we've mm-hmm. seen several in the Olympic trials we saw several mothers who have made the Olympic mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. Um, so they they can run well but it, you got to wonder if it changes your mindset at least just a little bit mm-hmm. so, yes yeah so uh, yeah so and Lane's headed to he's by the time this podcast comes out, he will have competed in his first professional triathlon. Yes. So we're excited for him, aren't we? Yes, very excited. Uh, I, I told him yesterday, I, I, this is exciting. I know it's just a yeah. little different. And, you know, I, I I don't say good luck. I'm just, I just never have done that. But I always, I do tell him I'm praying for him. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah. and that's uh, important. You know, I've never, I've, never been as i said a big triathlon follower um but i know who gwen is just because uh she met with our young triathletes several uh, years ago when we did jfest we were hosting the jfest race and uh she happened to be running that day in a marathon that was happening in downtown chattanooga and so she was in town so mitchell took the kids over to see her and meet her and that was pretty cool yeah. For them to get to do that, they were, uh, you know, just in awe and uh, learned a lot, I think, from her. Uh, but I know now that Lane, since Lane's advanced to his uh, professional level, that I am going to be following much closer uh, and watching triathlon much closer because just watching him train every day is uh, it's an honor for me, I think, to. Yeah. To get to see this kid, um, I don't know if you know, but I had Lane in the nursery. I was yeah. nursery director at church. And so, you know, to to watch him grow up uh, and see where he is is pretty exciting. But also uh, to watch his faith. He's so committed in his yeah. faith. And uh, he's so strong uh, in his thoughts with the Bible and uh, goodness gracious, he has absolutely uh, demonstrated that here in his podcasts. Uh, he's so deep. He's, he's a, br- a bright, shining light in yes. a sport that yes. that uh, in some ways can use it. Yes. So. Are you excited about Disney? I am next so excited. Winter? Yeah. Yes, yes, it's uh. very, very exciting. I have run the half marathon yeah. at Disney, so I am very excited about Disney. Mm-hmm. I, I've never run at Disney, mm-hmm. so uh, it's, this, it's this will the, be my first time. It is magical. It is really uh, just beyond. You know, I, I've run uh, several half marathons, um, and I, I can pick out 
those and think about those and different aspects but the disney one was just unbelievable yeah (laughs) yeah that's awesome um and then we've got plans for next year don't we we haven't Mm. unveiled all of the plans yet oh wow but we are gonna have a isn't it gonna be a big deal it is going to be a big big deal and i it's you know i'm a talker so it's hard for me uh to not talk about it so when i went home and told shannon i said you know i can't talk about this to anybody so i gotta tell you you know what we're doing but um now we just got to keep him quiet that's right (laughs) that's right but yes it's exciting about what we're doing yeah Yeah, it's not too hard to keep shannon quiet though that's true he's he's not you that's that is very true (laughs) very true yes All right. Well, we are sponsored by J Radio, the world's greatest digital music platform. And don't forget that there's there are Run for God playlists on there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Gay's list is on there. And you know, it's just exciting to to hear everybody's list. I guess what I have to step back from is Lanes. Yeah. Because Lanes is pretty wild. Yeah. But you know, it's a worshiping worship time. Well, you know, it's funny, and this is one of the values of, of things like j radio i have downloaded a couple of the songs from uh, that for, that were from lane's playlist music i never would have listened to had lane not put mm-hmm. that up there so exactly. uh, it's exposed me to something new and i've enjoyed some of it so you know i tell him when he's out there working out and he's got this stuff playing he usually just listens but sometimes he'll have it playing and i just find myself over there yeah Jesus. You know, it's pretty funny. And that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. As a mom, I want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar. Their car seats have to be nationally CPS certified, and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man. I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J-Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose. Sign up at JRadio.com and download the new J-Radio app in your app store. All right, we are back, and we were just talking about uh, this this group. You know, we Gay mentioned that we had our, our group go and meet with uh, Gwen Jorgensen. But it wasn't Gwen Jorgensen. Um, it was actually met with two ladies on two separate years, and neither one of them were Gwen. They were both great triathletes, though. One of them was Sarah True. We want to give Sarah True credit for meeting with them. And Miranda Carfrey, who is a three-time Ironman world champion. Oh, wow. Um, so it was well, the two people that that we met were very impressive people. Yes. Um, but Gwen is a different person. Now, I, here's the thing. As I, I'm the old guy, I'm the guy that's supposed to forget stuff. So... Um, uh, but you're not as I got to be fair. We got to be fair to Gay. She's not into triathlon That's that true. much. She I, all know. she knew was if somebody showed up and this was a pretty good triathlete sitting in front of her. That's all she really knew. And so, well, uh, no, I didn't even go. Oh, see, I thought you went one no. to one of those. No, I didn't okay. even go. I stayed at J Fest. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so you weren't even there. Good Lord, we'll we'll forgive you for that big time. <laughs> 
All right, remember yes. that you can send questions to dean at runforgod.com. If you don't know about us, you can also find out more about us at dean at runforgod.com. Excuse me, go to runforgodrunclub.com to learn more about who we are. And uh, maybe you just kind of were looking through podcasts and you found us and you thought, well, let me check this podcast out. And you don't know anything about Run Club. Well, check out Run For God Run Club. Um, And we love to share stories. We're sharing Gay's story today. We have shared so many stories. This is our 70th episode. And on nearly most of the episodes, we have shared someone's story. Mm -hmm. And we want your story. We want to hear your story. And if you're a part of Run Club, then your story goes right to the head of the line. We put that one on as quick as we can because we want to hear from Run Club members. And so if you'd like to share your story, then you can go to runforgodrunclub.com and you can submit your story there. Uh, again, we would love, love, love to share your story. And if you have the opportunity and can make it to the studio, you can do it live. And I'm just telling you, this is kind of fun, isn't it? It is. It, it really is, is a lot of fun. So, uh, so we would love to have you. Uh, and let me ask you this. Do you think your story is just too ordinary, too vanilla, too just doesn't really mean anything? Because I hear it all the time. But the truth is, is that your story will resonate with someone. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, Gay's story is, it's a great story. But some people would look at Gay's story and go, well, you know, she wasn't like addicted to drugs or anything. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, a lot of times that's mm-hmm. the, st- those are the stories we look at. We go, oh, those are great stories. Well, mm-hmm. um, that's not, that's not your story. Mm-hmm. But it is a great story, so we're going we're, we're gonna to talk about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen a movie or read a book and you just went crazy over it, um, but then nobody else seems to care much? Mm. You, you ever had one of those? I, I, I was just listening to somebody the other day talk about the movie Howard the Duck and how bad a movie that was. <laughs> now, my father thinks Howard the Duck is one of the greatest movies ever made, uh, and so it it, it's all in the eye of the beholder, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know that there's there's albums. I love to listen to music, and there's albums out there that have you know these really popular songs that come out, and they're and they're great songs. But my favorite songs on those albums aren't those songs. Exactly. My songs yes. a lot of times are, are some of those that, that never get played, mm-hmm. and uh, it just depends on who it resonates with. That's the way it works with your story. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people's stories they're though they may be those B side songs but somebody's gonna love that song so with all of that Mm -hmm. gay (laughs) take it away i sure will as dean said i really have no trouble talking but this this you know is a little nervous time a little bit um but you know i guess i i think a lot about while we're running you know who gets the glory who is getting the glory for what we're doing and that's one thing I love about Run Club because they are giving God the glory for what they're doing. Uh, many of you have heard my story. You've heard my running story of Shannon, and he's my husband. Shannon and I, you know, beginning our running journey in Mitchell's very first class. Um, but, you know, we were way overweight and having a lot of uh, just emotional down. Uh, depression a lot of things with a daughter but but you know this morning I want to talk about my slow runners I'm talking to my slow runners my turtle friends 
those who are running through peanut butter and molasses you know uh how many times have i seen that you know some of you know i'm the one who had a lady tell me in the very beginning when i was running that i really wasn't running uh but you know what i am a runner Mm -hmm. uh even though i walk a lot and you know i know that i'm a runner and i love that you know just a few weeks ago i ran five miles that's a lot right now uh with me i'm uh but it never gets past me that i'm sitting across from the man the myth the legend dean thompson you know But one thing I can say, he respects me. He respects my running time. uh, And that means more to me than than he'll ever know. Uh, I'm blessed to be able to call he and his wife, Debbie, my precious friends. And can I tell you, I'm the one who has given him a different perspective about those of us who are the slow runners. the very first time I ever saw Dean Thompson, I was running up Cleveland Highway with two of my running buddies, Tammy and Kim, who began the Run for God 5K Challenge in Mitchell's first class with Shannon and I. You know, I had no idea who Dean was. Now, when I say that he ran past, I mean, he came flying from behind and he blew us off the sidewalk. I'll never forget it. I said, who in the world is that? Tammy said, well, that's Dean Thompson. He runs all the time and very fast, obviously, as we were struggling, slow runners. And I said, I don't like him. And Kim and I both said at the same time, we don't like him at all. Of course, we were joking, but... We laughed, and at that time in 2010, we had no idea what a tremendous role Dean would play in the future of Run for God. We're now so very thankful for him and his heart for this ministry. And yes, we're thankful for his fast pace. But when he said he's slowing down because of his age, I just roll my eyes. You know... I just want you slow runners to know it's okay to be slow. You are running. You're moving forward. Wait. Even if you're walking, you're moving forward. I tell myself that every single day that I get out there. I've done many, many races that walkers have passed me, and I was running. But that's my pace And I love that. I love what I do. Again, I say it's okay. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage and build one another up, just as you are already doing. You never know who you may be encouraging just by being out walking or running. Some of you heard Mitchell say a few weeks ago that I have a 14-minute pace. Well, I've even slowed down from that now. But I'm so excited to just be out there praising God the whole way because He is the reason 
that I'm out there. Every day as I watch Shannon go out to run, I'm so encouraged. He's doing an amazing job with the Marathon Challenge, and I'm so proud of his hard work and his determination. Mitchell likes to call me the Run for God poster child, but Shannon is definitely alongside in that role. I had surgeries on each foot at the end of 2020 to remove very painful bunions that were keeping me from running longer distances. And I'm still not where I want to be, but I'll continue to work on it. I may always have to walk, but you know what? I will continue to praise the Lord. His grace is sufficient. So I encourage you to get out there, walk or run at your pace. No one's judging you. In fact, most folks are watching you and being encouraged by what you're doing. And who better to give all the glory to than God, right? I have a walking buddy, Tanya Alt, who is a tremendous encouragement to me. She keeps me going. But many of you don't have physical encouragement except here at Run Club. Just remember, you're never alone. God is always beside you. That time you spend on the trail, of course, with God, can be a complete healing and surrender time. I don't listen to music while I run or walk. I never have. I love hearing nature. Don't get me wrong. I love worship music. But the frogs, the birds, the cows, they're my favorite worship music. Turn down your music and listen sometime. It's pretty amazing out there. I pray you'll continue to give God the glory for your steps. Walk and run with Him. Allow Him to be right there beside you. Allow our precious Heavenly Father to carry you when you're weak and gain strength from Him alone. Isaiah 24:15 says, Therefore, in the east, give glory to the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord, the God of Israel in the islands of the sea. Mm-mm. Good story. Thank you. Giving God the glory. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. It's funny you, you talk about music. Um, yeah, that's one of those things that I, I never did. I never listened to anything for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Running. I, I, I listen to podcasts that. and things now mm-hmm. um, a lot of times. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a whole different experience. Yeah, I remember you talking about you never took your phone with you out you didn't have music you have a good friend who's an ultra runner and she never takes any music or anything with her either yeah yeah uh so so do you enjoy running like for running sake or do you do it because you're out in nature or what's what's your why do you enjoy running well you know that's tough i enjoy the run after i finish it (laughs) uh it's getting out there that's tough for me right now especially i i do love nature but i love how running makes me feel afterward more than anything yeah yeah so for those people who think that that they're slow so what you said you're slower than 14 minutes so so what kind of pace are you running these days well uh i'm at a 15 30 at best i'm slow 
but I'm just thankful. You know, yeah. I'm just thankful to the good Lord that he gives me the strength to get out and do it. I do walk a lot these days. My left foot hurts a lot. Uh, but I just pray it gets better and I can begin some speed work. But I, I don't let being slow hinder me or make me feel bad. I did, but I don't anymore. Yeah. I used to in the beginning. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Man. Uh, so you, do you never listen to music or most of the time you don't listen to music? I never, never, never listen to music. Do you wonder what it would be like running with music at all? Actually, I have tried it. Yeah. I can't even tell you. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm going even slower than I did. Does it really? I think it That's slows me down. Because for most people, they feel like it speeds them up. No, it slows me down because I get to thinking about it. So I'm thinking, oh, wait, I'm not even running at all. I'm, I got it, you know. Yeah. No, I have tried. I just do not like it. Yeah. I feel like it hinders me in in what I'm doing. Well, you know, a lot of people feel that way. and I don't know if you've heard me talk about how this, here's what the studies show. The studies show that professional runners are slowed down when they listen to music. See, that's my problem. But recreational runners get faster when they wow. listen to music. That's and, funny. and it all has it all has to do with how mm-hmm. your mind is, is mm-hmm. wired. So your mind is wired more like a professional runner. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Than a, a, a recreational runner. So, yeah. I mean, that's just, you can't help it. You're just wired that way. That's right. That's, that's right. That's the way it is. <laughs> 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 thinking about running quotes um th- there there's a lot of running quotes that aren't about speed but they're about endurance um you know i i think there's i can name running quotes just off the top of my head <coughs> and many of them are are just you know the race is not always to the swift but to those who keep on running um, i think about those types of quotes yes. because most running quotes are about endurance and it's mm-hmm. a lot like our faith right our You're faith exactly. is not our faith is not a sprint we want it to be a sprint <laughs> right we we mm-hmm. want we want to to get things done and over with and see results and everything in 10 seconds mm-hmm. like they do in the olympic 100 meters yes but it doesn't work that way no it's it's a long it's a it's a it's an ultra marathon it is uh, our it journey really of faith, is right? yes absolutely so um what when you're running do you ever try to run faster and you can't or do you just like the pace that you're going well very honestly you know i just don't enjoy running faster or trying to run faster you know i have great admiration for the fast runner i i think it's wonderful believe me but when mitchell was first training us with speed work i always found an excuse to not do it like i'd go in the bathroom or something don't tell him but one day i I went in and i waited till he was finished with the speed work stuff and then i came back out we were at the school where i taught and so i had a key i could go in and i pretended i had to go to my classroom for something I just don't enjoy it, and I figure if I'm not if I'm not going to enjoy it, um, why should I try to, I, to run faster? I'm not. 
there like i said i think people who are running should try to run faster because i think it helps with endurance it's a great endurance thing but that's not my um that's just not my goal yeah i guess and it it did really really bother me in the beginning that i was so slow i've i finished last at many races and you know the finish lines have been taken up and um but i don't feel that's as important to me and i want to encourage the slow runner it's okay yeah 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 i I think that's something that people miss sometimes and and maybe part of it is because of people like me because i I do talk a lot about trying to be faster Mm -hmm. um because Mm -hmm. as a coach that's my job is to make people faster sure it is yeah you know i'm i i'm often i'm just geared toward thinking in that direction because that's the way i'm wired Mm -hmm. and that's what i want to do is try to be as fast as i can but the flip side of that is not wanting to be fast is okay yes thank you hear me clearly out there i i I think it is fine if what you want to do is you just want to put one foot in front of the other make yourself a health make yourself healthier Mm -hmm. and and just do something that's good for yourself spend time alone and away from people and thinking and uh time with god and all all that's great and so there's a lot of benefits to running other than trying to be as fast as you can be. You know, and I see people fret about it all yeah. the time. I see people uh, that, are, that are not very fast, and mm-hmm. they're, just, they're just overwhelmed by it. Don't be overwhelmed by, by whatever your pace is, because whatever your pace is, look at it this way. It's the way God made you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. God, God, God made me fast. God made the gay slower. That's Okay. We're different. Gay's a lot better at a lot of things than I am that are that are not related to running. And so um, understand that everybody has a gift, and yours, yours may not be running, but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, the, and the Bible kind of tells us to find our gift and to use it. And, and I really, honestly, for myself, I feel like that's what I've done, is, mm-hmm. is God has said, you know, th- this is your gift, and... Um, I've told several stories to to tell you why I feel that way. Um, well, you know, um, I lost forty pounds. Yeah. Not trying to run faster. That's running, right. running, training for half marathons. Yes, but not trying to run fast. So benefits uh, are there yeah. still. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of people use this phrase, I'm just not built for running. <laughs> what do you say to them? You know, I, it, I'm telling you, it does not matter your built, your yeah. build. You can run. Mm-hmm. You can walk. You can get out there and move forward. And the benefits way outweigh for lack of a better term there um i feel so much better after i've been out yeah doing what doing you know moving forward than if i sit there and 
drink my coffee on the couch and eat my bonbons. I don't even know what bonbons are. <laughs> or I told somebody that the other day that I was uh, going to look them up. Yeah, I was laughing I, about bonbons. And well, I listened to I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I've mentioned this. I, don't, I haven't mentioned him by name, but there's a guy out there that I, that I listen to occasionally, and he was talking about. He said, "If you want to know." how your mood is affected he said measure these five things every day and then rate your mood for that day and a couple of things that he talked about was one of them was getting in some form of exercise and the and another one was eating well and 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 the third one was sleeping well and those are all three things that are related Mm -hmm. to a lot of the things that we talk about here and he said it it's amazing and he said this has been life-changing for a lot of people who have done this they'll go through and they'll realize that the correlation with i'm in a good mood to i'm doing some form of exercise and i'm eating well and i'm sleeping well that that those things are very very closely correlated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i don't know that people understand that the benefits of running is more than just physical Absolutely. it's physical it sure is i mean losing weight is great mm-hmm. but in addition to losing weight it changes your whole outlook oh, on life it's such a therapy for me mm-hmm. uh it's so i feel uh mentally so much better not just physically but you know my outlook is so much better if i'm out if i'm getting out running it makes such a difference yeah yeah so we've got folks in this Couch to Marathon program who are slower, and some of them are going to struggle to meet that seven-hour time limit at the marathon that we have in January. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what do you say to those people? You know, I, I've thought about this a lot, um, but I say you do it, you get out there, you do it, and you go as far as you can. Mm-hmm. You go for the time limit. If they pick you up, they pick you up but you've had that experience Mm -hmm. which is remarkable by the way uh it is uh unbelievable first of all number one what difference are you going to be making to somebody that sees you with your run for god shirt on uh second it's just such an experience to go through and see the characters and see all the the encouragement that is along this course is phenomenal but yes absolutely do it i remember a guy the local guy here big guy one of those guys who lost a bunch of weight Mm -hmm. running Mm -hmm. um there's probably a lot of people in the run for god circles especially locally that know who this guy is but he went to run the chattanooga battlefield marathon and i remember i was pacing in that race i was pacing the marathon and I remember I was at 22 miles, and I passed him. He was at like 10 miles mm. into his race, um, and he was struggling. And mm. you could see it, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad for him. He did not finish that race, um, partly because he didn't make it through. He knew he wasn't going to be able to make the time limit, mm-hmm. and that was part of the reason. And he wound up finishing it like 16 miles and then walking back to the start. And he was really dejected, and I hated to see that. Um, matter of fact, I felt so bad for him. They gave us like a blanket after we crossed the finish line. I've got a thousand blankets, and um, mm-hmm. I went. I brought him my blanket because he couldn't get one because he didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought him. I, I met him one day and said, I, "I want you to have this." Yeah. 
um, because he worked so hard for all yes. that. I watched all the training that he did, yes. and it just yes. he just didn't have it that day. It was yeah. just a bad day. Yeah. And yeah. but you know what he did? He came back the next year and he finished that marathon. Wow. And so. Um, yeah, if you're out there and you try it and mm-hmm. you don't finish, it's, mm-hmm. it ain't the end of the world. Yeah. It's not. No, no, uh, absolutely. There's always not. another chance, and you may think there'll never be another chance. Never, there may be another mm-hmm. chance. And you know what? If there's not another chance, it's still an experience. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's a but, great experience. But yeah. getting out there and doing things mm-hmm. and and experiencing things that are hard, totally worth it every time. Mm-hmm. It's totally worth it every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> there there have been a lot of talk, uh, I guess, about experts in the news over the past year, and you know, year and a half. This mm-hmm. whole pandemic thing, mm-hmm. we've had all of these people, uh, you know, and, and what we found is that the experts aren't always right. <laughs> we've seen <laughs> that right. more over this past year yes. and a half than we've yes. ever seen ever uh-huh. in, in our lives. And I'm kind of an expert on running, right? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But yeah. I'm not an expert at running 15-minute miles. You are. And so for, for those of you that are out there listening, uh, understand this is two completely separate perspectives. Mm-hmm. Same sport, same thing, same finish line, different journeys yes. to get there, right? Um, yes, absolutely. We have uh, – we have been in many meetings in our Run for God meetings, the four of us at the table, you know, Dean and uh, and Mitchell and Holly and I. Is that the right English? I, me? Anyway, yeah, it doesn't fine. matter. Uh, but <laughs> We're I, informal here. I did not teach English, by the way. But, um, but you know, I, I know that I have said more than once – remember the slow runner remember mm-hmm. that remember those people who are out there just getting out there just making it you know uh just doing it but it's it's a completely different perspective perspective than the seven minute miler you yeah. know mm-hmm. i see what great accomplishment and dean you've said before you know how many hours it takes me to uh finish five miles or how many hours it takes me to finish my half marathon compared to you know and how many minutes a week more i'm actually out there running uh than you are or the fast runner is just because but uh just because of how long it takes me so i have to put that much time in my schedule you know Mm -hmm. i have to think about that much time um i'm not that 10 minute miler who can do three miles in 30 minutes you know so uh i have to schedule that much more time but how much endurance i realize it's how much stronger it's made me yeah so yeah yeah you're definitely the expert that you know a doctor can be an expert on a particular disease you know you my wife's been to the mayo clinic Mm-hmm. The Mayo, that's how the Mayo Clinic operates. They take people. They're very specialized yes, in what they do. absolutely. Um, and they're great at that. But you know what they're not? They're <laughs> not an expert at having that disease that they know everything about. That's right. right. That's so right. nobody knows how somebody else feels. I don't know what it feels like to be a 12-minute mile per mile marathoner. I have no idea. 
right? You don't know what it feels like to be a seven-minute miler. <laughs> no. Um, no. And that, that's okay. That is it, okay. It's pretty cool mm-hmm. that in the end we can – we can get along and talk about the same thing, Absolutely. even though we're we're that far apart. It's, it's pretty, exciting, pretty, yeah. very exciting. Uh, yeah, and and here's what I would say: Don't worry about what other people think, mm-hmm. right? Don't worry that other people are maybe looking at you a certain way. Mm-hmm. Well, she's slow. She don't worry about that. I, the expert at what you're doing is you. Mm-hmm. You are the one that knows how you feel. They don't know. They don't know your journey. You you worry about your journey. Mm-hmm. Let them worry about theirs. And mm-hmm. if they want to worry about yours too, well, they're just wasting their time. <laughs> That's right? right. Um, That's right. So you've been through, you mentioned the Bunyans mm-hmm. and, and having to deal, deal with that. Um, so you've been through a few medical issues, and that's always tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you went through the cancer as well mm-hmm. um, and came through all of that. Mm-hmm. And so... Has any of that changed what you do, how you feel? Is it, has your diet changed because of what, you, what you're doing now? Well, you know, uh, when I, I noticed when uh, the summer that, that I was, the 2019 when I was diagnosed uh, with lymphoma, uh, I noticed that I was tired. But I just thought everybody was tired. You know, yeah. I just thought, yeah. you know, I was really run down, feeling tired, just not really wanting to run, not really wanting to get out. Of course, it's summer, and I'm thinking it's just because it's hot. And uh, But with my spleen uh, getting uh, very enlarged, uh, that's what how we discovered. Yeah. And they started running tests and stuff. And so uh, then the doctor stopped me from running because uh, he was afraid of the uh what could happen to my spleen and we needed to get that under control and and so uh i feel like i pretty much was my running was put on hold uh but diet wise you know i've always been a pretty healthy eater you know i taught home ec and i taught nutrition and wellness uh and so i i've always loved vegetables i uh i I pretty much have uh, have stayed with what I've always done. Uh, my sweets are an issue at night. You know, I always want something sweet. Uh, but I think that the the gaining my gaining my weight some of my weight back is that I've slowed down so. And I don't mean running slow. I mean life cutting back. Yeah. I've cut back a lot of my running uh, because I've I've had to. You know, I had gallbladder surgery. Uh, so, I mean, there's been several things yeah. that have caused me, you know, but we got my energy. My iron level was just extremely low. That's yeah. why I was so tired. Uh, and that was good to find that out. But I also feel that I do have more energy if I get out and go yeah. and, and run. Um so I that you know it's kind of a I don't have the energy I don't feel like it but I still know that I feel better uh but um you know I know that what I eat is so 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 very important yeah you know I try to uh get a lot of fiber just because I know that's important um but I drink lots and lots of water yeah. I drink uh 
48 ounces of water, like two large 24-ounce glasses of water. As soon as Shannon's driving out the driveway at 6.30 in the morning, I uh, have those those two glasses of water just because I won't, I won't drink it if I don't do that. Yeah. I'll drink it, sip it yeah. throughout the day. I keep water with me all the time, but I won't drink that much as much as i need to so it's a good cue it's it's a visual reminder it is it is for, for you it to is. do that yeah yes. I'm, I'm kind of the same way i keep mm-hmm. my water bottles with me wherever i go mm-hmm. i carry that with me and, and try to continue to drink all day long yes yeah it's a good idea okay. yeah it, it seems completely unfair to me i saw this growing up right my mother struggled with her weight mm-hmm. for her whole life um and i never did mm-hmm. and she ate way better than me. Mm. Uh, it seems so unfair mm-hmm. that people are saddled. But, you know, we're all saddled with one thing or another. Yeah. I have a pitifully poor memory. Mm. You know, a lot of people have good memories. It, it, mine is way below average. Mm. And mm-hmm. uh, and that, so that's my, you know, that's my struggle. Yes. You know, some people, some people their, their, their thing is, well, they can't eat anything they want. And mm-hmm. some people is, well, you can't remember anything. Other people have other problems, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it seems so crazy that that, uh, that we all get saddled with things yes. like that. Yes. Um, so you went through chemo and then you came back to running. Um, so does running become more or less important to you after going through all of that and and seeing the values of it? You know, I, that that's funny that uh, that you asked me that because I. I look at it so many different ways I'm because I'm so involved with running and it had become such a lifestyle for so many years that uh, that I can't imagine it being more important to me. But um, I still have that desire as much as I ever did to to want to uh, go and, and do. And I get so excited when I can uh, get out and go and do. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a, a trail person, so I want my path smooth. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm i not a hill person. Uh, I, I do not, do not, wait, hate, <laughs> I hate hills. So even the grade that's going up a little bit, you know, but, um, but, I do have the desire uh, yeah. still. Has it gone even more? Uh, probably because I can't as much. It's probably yeah. more yeah. than it was, you know. We want what we can't get Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I plan to run until I die. Um, that's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that uh, – I'm hoping I, I – kick over on the road somewhere uh-huh. one day uh-huh. my my old high school coach right now even as we're recording this is in the middle of a 500 kilometer race unsupported um so wow. he's, he's in this uh how old is he now it's, he's uh 70 70 something wow. he's in his 70s that's remarkable isn't it yeah there's another guy from chattanooga um who's also running it who's over 80 and um, they've both run it for several years now. And um, my coach has run every day for over 46 years. The last day he didn't run, Richard Nixon was president. So that gives wow. you an indication of, of mm. how long he's, he's been at it. Mm. And one of these days, 
we're going to find him on the side of the road dead one day. I mean, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, it's just his poor wife kind of just has to resign herself to mm-hmm. that because that's what's going to happen. Um, that's kind of how I want to be. Yeah, I kind of want to yeah. be that guy. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to be known as the guy who. I, I still want to be known as a guy who. Um, you know th- that that my faith is my most important thing, mm-hmm. but I want to be that guy who just runs until he drops dead. Yes. So, what about you? Uh, I I do want to to run uh, always. I want to be able to run, and Shannon uh, will push me out the door. That's yeah. his uh, <laughs> because he knows that I feel so much better. He knows it's uh, good for you. He knows I'm a better wife if I've been out running. Uh, he knows that I'm uh, much nicer, I guess I should say, much happier. Appreciate him more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I do I do always want to run. You know, I have great admiration for the older runners. I think yeah. it's just remarkable uh, what our bodies will do. Yeah. And um, I, if I can get past this foot yeah. issue, I am going to um, – I, I I don't know if I need to explain a little bit, but my first surgery was not good. Uh, yeah. It was not a good good surgery, and it did not go well. And that's uh, now my right foot that I had done second uh, went perfect, yeah. I, as perfect as it could. And I have absolutely no pain, nothing with it. Sometimes I feel like the metal in my left foot is coming through, touching the the uh, pavement, and that scares yeah. me. Yeah, that scares me. Well, I'll, let me say this. We'll finish with this. Okay. Okay. I I so and I'll say this right here where everybody can hear it. I so admire you, you. the way that you have come through. You've had you've I mean you've been thrown a number of curveballs over the past five years. I mean you really have been through a lot over it's these okay. past five years, and you just get out there and you smile and you encourage other people and you know I think about Paul. And the way Paul was, and it didn't matter his circumstances, he was always going to praise God. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've done. And that is a great, great inspiration to so many people out there. Well, thank you. So, we, I, you know, God's grace, God's grace is sufficient. I will say that always yeah. uh, that, you know, it's, it's all God. Amen. As Julie says, uh, but, but God. But God. Yeah. Amen. While you're working hard to keep your body in shape physically, the music you listen to while you run can help keep you in shape spiritually. We've partnered with J Radio to put together a group of running playlists by Dean, Lane, Holly, myself, and others that you hear here on the Run For God podcast. Plus, you can listen to a playlist put together by members of Run Club just like you. Check out the whole station of Run For God playlist at jradio.com and in the J Radio app. All right, we are back. And do you know what the slowest marathon ever completed is? No, I don't. You want to take a guess? Ooh, seven. All right, listen, listen to this story, okay? Alex? It's a great story. It's a great okay. story. I'm going to share this story. Okay. This, on March 20th, 1967, a 76-year-old Shisho Kanakuri of Japan completed a marathon in Stockholm, Sweden. But... 
It wasn't the elderly, elderly runner's age that was noteworthy. It was his time. His time was 54 years, 8 months, 6 days, 5 hours, 32 minutes, and 20.3 seconds. <laughs> you see, Kanakuri had embarked on the race decades earlier during the 1912 Olympic Games in Sweden. But the only, but the only Olympian, one of the athletes representing Japan in its first Olympics, disappeared mysteriously midway through the race. And as the world gets ready for the 2020 Games starting on July 24th in Kanakuri's hometown of Tokyo, it's a good time to remember the remarkable tale behind the longest marathon ever run. As far as Sweden was concerned, Kanakuri was a missing person. Strange things used to happen all the time in the early days of the Olympic marathon. At the, at the steaming hot inaugural 1896 Games in Athens, only nine of the 17 runners finished. And one of them, the third place finisher, did so by covering part of the way in a carriage. He was disqualified. <laughs> it got worse, and we've covered that Olympic marathon in St. Louis in 1904 that was so crazy on this very podcast. If you haven't heard that, go back and check that out. That's very interesting. In 1912, when Japan sent its first team, two athletes, including Kanakuri, to Stockholm, it was still an ordeal just to get into the Games. The men endured an 18-day journey, including 10 days on the Trans-Siberian Railway in which Kanakuri, a 20-year-old student from Tokyo Higher Normal School, tried to stay fit by running circles around every station they stopped at along their long trip. Things did not get easier once they got to Stockholm. The temperature the day of the marathon, July 14, 1912, was around 90 degrees, and even before Kanakuri, in his traditional two-toed canvas shoes, lined up at the start line, he was already worn down from his lengthy journey. But he was determined to represent his country. Around the 17-mile mark, the exhausted Kanakuri collapsed from heat stroke. He was taken to a local, to a local family, and he fell asleep on their couch. <laughs> Upon awakening, the humiliated athlete opted to return to his hotel and then to Japan without notifying race officials. Oh, no. Little did he know his DNF was no anomaly. Half of the race's entrance had not made it to the end. As far as Sweden was concerned, Kanakuri was a missing person, one whose whereabouts would not be discovered until 50 years later. In 1962, when a Swedish reporter tracked him down in Tamara, Japan, a retired geography teacher who had spent his life popularizing running in his hometown community, um, five years later at the, at the behest of uh, and funds from some Swedish business leaders, Kanakuri, then 76, was offered the chance to return to Stockholm and finish his long-abandoned race. Allowing him to come back to finish his marathon, says Benio, was a gracious and warm way of bringing closure to his running adventures. Kanakuri agreed to finish the race on camera and even sprinted the final 100 meters for good measure and broke through a ribbon. After finishing the slowest marathon ever run, he was asked to comment about the unusual feat. It was a long trip, Kanakuri observed. <laughs> Along the way, I got married, had six children, and ten grandchildren. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? That is great. Yes, absolutely. So the slowest marathon is 54 years. Now how are you feeling about your pace? Oh, I feel so much better. (laughs) So much better. Uh, All right. It is time for Dean's Thoughts. And that's a time when I share something I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this week, have you ever ridden a seesaw before? Yes. Okay. Fun or not fun? I I don't like seesaws. You don't like seesaws. Okay. All right. Uh, We're on opposite ends of this one then, probably. (laughs) So this one is called Seesaw. 
Do you remember the seesaw from when you were young? Or maybe you're still a seesaw fan. I'm not judging. <laughs> it was far more effective. It was a far more effective learning tool than we may think. I'm not sure we have a deep enough appreciation for what we learned from our time on the seesaw. You would find a friend who wanted to do the same thing you wanted to do. That was the first lesson, right? Two people had to agree that they wanted to do the same thing. It involved talking to one another and entering into an initial agreement to work together to do something. That was an important life lesson if you stopped right there. But that wasn't it. <laughs> I've always been a smaller than average person for my age. At this stage of my life, I'm average height, but growing up, I was always shorter than 80 or 90% of my classmates. And, of course, I've always been built like a runner. I didn't get to 100 pounds until I was in high school. As you know, to use a seesaw, you must find someone who is close to your size. For me, that precluded more than half of my class. <laughs> it was another valuable lesson. I had friends who were twice my size in some cases. I was actually, uh, excuse me, it was really difficult seesawing with those people i learned that just because i wanted to do something didn't mean i could or even should finally once you found someone who was willing to seesaw and was the same size you entered into a very important trust with them <laughs> haven't we all been on the other end of a seesaw when someone bailed on us and they were at the when they were at the mm -hmm. bottom and you were at the top they would just slide off the end and you would go crashing down your second agreement with your seesaw mate was to play nice Although it didn't always work out, you would learn a lot, not only about the person on the other end, but about life and relationships in general. Another valuable lesson for all of us. Mm -hmm. In the end, you learned that it was all quite literally a balancing act. You were balancing your needs with someone else even while you were balancing your weight with the same person. I think running is very much like a seesaw, with me on one end and running on the other. In this example, I'm going to give running a name. Let's call her Libra to illustrate how we need balance in our running. It's important to balance running with everything else. I have things that need to be done. Whether I even get on the seesaw with Libra depends upon me finding the appropriate time in the day to run. Some days I can only ride for a few minutes, but others I can ride for as long as I want. We have found, once we have found time to run, we have to balance our time on the road with chances for injury. If we run too hard or too far, we risk watching Libra hop off the other side of the plank <laughs> as we come crashing down. If we don't sleep enough, she either doesn't show up on the other end or has gained twice her body weight, making the ride a difficult one. In reality, we are the ones feeding Libra. Her health depends upon us, nurturing her to keep her healthy. If we all know the things that make running better for us, excuse me, we all know the, the things that make running better for us. We all, uh, we can, excuse me, we can have a compliant, easygoing partner on the other side of the seesaw, or we can have a mismatch, or worse, a bully on the opposite, <laughs> opposite end. It depends on how you feed her. We need to take care of our seesaw partner. As Christians, we have an obligation to share Christ with others. We call it the Great Commission. There are millions of ways we can do that, but let's look at the seesaw example again. The only way you can get a non-Christian to ride the other end is if we play nice. They're not going to get on the ride if they think you're about to jump off the other side when they say something you don't agree with. Never forget that they don't have to ride with us. When we do get the opportunity to ride with them, we should ride at their pace, or they aren't going to hang around. 
And we should always be aware that it's possible that they are going to hop off the other end when we least expect it. They don't have to play nice. We're told over and over in the Bible that we would have times when we would be persecuted for our faith. That may take the form of someone jumping off the other end of the seesaw, but we must be willing to get back on with that same person as soon as she is willing to try again. Whether we're talking about riding a seesaw, running, or sharing Christ with others, it's all about balance. We have to find the right-sized person with the proper motivation on the other end of the seesaw. We must find the appropriate level of training that will challenge us but not break us down. And we must have the conversations that, we, that share what Christ has done in our lives without scaring off the person we're trying to help. After all, you can't help if they jump off the seesaw uh, when they're not listening. <laughs> uh, That's, that is so true Have you ever had one of those people jump off the other end? Oh yes yeah. And I was always that tiny little bitty thing Yeah As a little girl Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah it was it was I easy was always for somebody because they the could up end. yeah you ever yeah you ever, you're, and you've been on the, the where the other person's so much bigger than you and they can stop yes. at the bottom and just hold you up and this, there yes yeah. exactly oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 that's why you're not a big seesaw fan I'm that sure. is yeah. yes I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they have seesaws anymore have you seen one I don't know I don't even know if I've seen one um, everything you know everybody you look at these the playgrounds are so different than they used to be because yes. they're so safety conscious yes. now. I'm yes. not saying it's a bad thing. No. Obviously, no. we don't want kids to get hurt. But, yeah. um, but man, some of the things that were some of my favorites mm-hmm. are now mm-hmm. no longer even available. Not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, but balance is, is so important. Yes. Do you struggle with balance sometimes? Uh, yes. As I, as I age, as I get older, I have noticed a lot. Uh, I have a very young friend who does yoga a lot, and she really encourages me to do yoga. And uh, used to do Pilates, and I was so much better balanced. Yeah. Uh, and I just need to. Do you have trouble balancing, like, the things that you want to do with running or oh, with eating or with life yes, in general? Yes, balancing life. Yes, yeah. not just physical balance, but the balancing of doing, uh, yeah. get, getting these things done uh, and trying to figure out at what time I can do those. Yes. Yeah. One of the areas I guess we could talk about is balancing the need to be fed God's Word mm-hmm. with sharing God's Word, right? Because it is kind of a balancing act because yes. we, we're not going to be effective at sharing God's Word if we're not being fed ourselves, mm-hmm. um, and we have to take that upon ourselves to do that. Yes. And so yes. it's a lot of times I think we think about witnessing and all that, and we, maybe we don't think about – I think about it from a pastor standpoint um, – Pastors oftentimes they're they're so busy feeding, mm-hmm. um, they've got to feed themselves That's too. That's true, right? That's so exactly pastors right. Pastors have a much tougher time on that, mm-hmm. I think, than, than a lot of people give them credit for. Yes, but it's tough sometimes, isn't it? It is. It is very tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If we don't, if we don't spend enough time studying, then then we can't be as effective. But if we share all the time, then are we sharing what he wants? Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of the question. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then you add to the problem that, you know, some of us like one or the other better. It's like you were talking about you don't you like the slow runs better. Well, in running, it's fine. It's fine to just just run at one speed if that's what you like to do. If you want to be faster, you can't like one particular type of running mm. more than another. You can. 
but you still have to force yourself to do the other one. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. some people really, really love to share, don't yes. like to study. Some yes. people really, really love to study, don't like to share. Yes. And we have to get outside our comfort zone and do the one we don't like to do. That's right. Because yeah. we always tend to overdo the one we enjoy. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and we do that with everything. I, I find myself, especially these days, it's really hard for me sometimes to fit in with all the coaching and stuff that mm -hmm. I do. It's hard to fit in workouts. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel when I, if I do hard workouts, I want to get mentally prepared for those, those hard workouts. And, and sometimes I just find myself trying to cram stuff in. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I wind up defaulting to that easy run mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. It's yeah. way better than nothing. Um. It's not what I want to do, but it's what I default to because that's what is comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. If I really, if I, if, if my favorite thing in the world to do was was intervals, I'd probably default to that. Mm -hmm. That's not. That's not. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I guess what we need is um, we need we need to default to something that's good for us, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of my defaults that's good for me is that I have this need to run at least six miles in a day. Anything less than six miles is not a running day. For, as far as I'm concerned, it's not enough, mm -hmm. right? And so I, that's my goal every day is if I feel horrible, my goal is, all right, slog through six miles, mm -hmm. get six miles in. Now you'll see some, you'll see days where I'll run a little bit less than that. Typically it's either the day before a race or I'm really, really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, That's remarkable though, Dean. That's yeah, that's good. that's it's kind of that's kind of my default though, mm -hmm. right? And so if, if you're out there and sometimes you struggle to get out there to run, mm -hmm. well, make your default. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Yeah, and yes. it's not. There's not a, you know, maybe it's just getting out the door and mm -hmm. getting in at least a mile, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, what we find out is, I find out sometimes I go out with the intention of going. I'm just going to run six miles today. I feel terrible. Mm -hmm. I get out there and I'm like, I feel a little bit better. Yes. I'm run an extra couple miles. Yes. And I do. Yes. And so, um, uh -huh. yeah, that's uh, you get default to a good position. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what, what can you say to that recreational runner who struggles to find that balance with getting out there to run? Well, I have found <laughs> uh, that if I lay my clothes out, my, my, uh, my big deal is – I'm very unorganized. I'm a very unorganized person. So things are not in a particular place where they should be. So I have to find, like I have to find these shorts and I have to find this shirt and I have to, you know. So I have found that if I will lay that out the night before, even if I'm not going to do it that morning, if I'm going to do it that next afternoon, if I have it there half the struggle's gone yeah. half of that struggle but you know finding finding that uh that balance uh there have been a lot of days that uh, i'll start supper in the morning you know because my running time is fixing supper time yeah uh and that's very important to me to prepare supper every night so uh i will have things ready or i'll get things ready so that all i have to do is throw it in the oven that's, awesome. uh, that's real important to me uh, but also um, you know it's just uh, it, it's my prayer time it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a lot of my prayer time a lot of my worship time so I know that I want that and yeah. so I'll make sure that that I try to to, to do that and uh, and make sure it's part of 
uh, what is on my calendar. You know, yeah. on my calendar, it says I'm going to run three miles yeah. or I'm going to walk two miles today. If it says that on my calendar, I'm much more likely, yeah. you know, to do. Yeah. Man, that, you just gave us like six tips right there. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, like in rapid fire motion. Well, thank nice you. Nice job. So, yeah, get yourself get yourself out the door. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. All right, so do you pay attention to track and field on television at all? Not one no, bit. Not only what you talk about, only what you, <laughs> what I see posted from other run club members who yeah. have maybe posted something. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no not that, not that into that. No, that's, that's that's all good. Do you watch the Olympics when it's on? I do watch the Olympics. Not not everything. I will definitely be watching a lot more uh, now that uh lane is hopefully you know we're we're uh praying that praying him in you yeah, know to the yeah. home stretch but but yes in fact this year i know that i would be watching a lot more yeah i i, I love watching the olympics mm-hmm. i just love it it's um, exciting what, you know what my favorite part is though? what is it their stories oh is it really mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. See, you know what? This is funny. This is the difference between you and I, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and I know this is going to sound so terrible. It's going to sound awful, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's just who I am. Back years ago, I used to take Sports Illustrated. I used mm-hmm. to get it delivered to my house every week. And so I, I loved Sports Illustrated for many years. Sports Illustrated got into the business of telling people's stories. And that's all Sports Illustrated became. Mm-hmm. I canceled my subscription. And they called me one day and they said, well, why, why did you cancel your subscription? And I said, well, I'm, I'm tired of reading, reading human interest stories. I'll get Sports <laughs> Illustrated because I want to read about sports. I love it. So, that is so uh, yeah. funny. So it's, it's funny. I love the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I can appreciate the stories a lot more now probably than I could in that day. That was years ago. Yeah. So uh, yeah. maybe, I would, maybe I do appreciate those more today. What's your favorite sport in the Olympics? Do you, do you have one? Definitely the ice skating. Do you I love ice skating? I don't know why. That's everybody's favorite, isn't it? A lot uh, of people. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's it's a magical thing. Well, I that's just, in the Winter Olympics. Oh, that's true. So we got Summer Olympics yeah. coming up. Yeah. So is there something in the summer that gets you going? I can't no? even. No? N- now, uh, this at this time in my life, it will be the running. Yeah. Uh, you know, it will be the running, and yeah. it will be uh, the triathlon stuff, and it'll be, you know, the the things that I've become more familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Do There's, you ever watch curling in the Winter Olympics? Oh, that's funny. Yes, I love yes. curling. Yes, I do too. Yes, I've mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Debbie and I we watch curling. Uh, 
We talked uh, last week. I think we talked about the three most popular Olympic sports are gymnastics, swimming, and track and field in in the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and and it's funny. I mentioned this last week. I think that uh, those three sports are not popular, so popular outside of the Olympics, but in the Olympics, they're the most popular. It, I mm-hmm. think that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, that's um, you ever record any? You don't. You don't really watch any sports, do you? Nothing at all. Never. Yeah. I I did watch the Braves. Yeah. Uh, used to watch the Braves. But you wouldn't record them. Mm, no. I guess I, Shannon may have sometimes. I think people who record sporting events are weird. That's, uh, that's just yeah. Now, that, unless unless you're recording it so that you can kind of catch it from the beginning, but you're going to catch it that same day, maybe. Yes. I I can do that, and I will do that. Yeah. Now a no, lot of times I've never. I may I may record a track meet because I know I'm not gonna you're not gonna accidentally hear like if you record a Braves game you may just be doing something and hear something on the news in the background that the Braves won yeah it, it's like I don't want to watch it now because yeah. I know you know and then I wasted my time recording um, but I know that's not going to happen in track and field <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> uh, yeah. so anyway it's all good. Um, yeah, here's a question that I never thought about until I was preparing for this, and it just hit me. We have a summer and a winter Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. The hottest time and the coldest time. Why don't we have a spring and fall Olympics when the weather's nice? Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. I that, mean, I'm not necessarily even in addition to, but we decided to have the Olympics when it's hot as, as possible and, we, and when and it's cold. as cold as possible. That's and a good perspective. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right, so we have a trivia question for this week. And, of course, it's got to be Olympic-related because it's time for the Olympics. Exactly. I'm getting so excited. Yes. So i got to ask Olympic questions. So this one is a, another track and field uh, thing because I love track and field. Maybe I'll ask something about some of the other Olympic events next time. The gold medal winner in the high jump in the 1968 Olympics has been extremely influential to almost all who have come after him. What was his name, and what did he do that was so influential? You, I'm sure you don't know this one. Not a clue. Yeah. Not a, a clue. Yeah. It's a. This is a. It's kind. It's a. It's an interesting story. And um, mm-hmm. if you know anything about the high jump, um, you probably know this story. But um, you may not. So it's, okay. a, it's an interesting story. So you can send your answers to dean at runforgod.com. The first person to send me the, the correct answer will get a run club box that has a T-shirt and a mug and a book. And it's, it's, got, it's loaded. It's awesome. You want one of those. Send us your T-shirt size when you answer that. Don't send it to customer service um, at Run For God. Don't send it through Messenger. Send it to dean at runforgod.com through regular regular email. And the first one to answer mm-hmm. will win. Um, so Holly and I love sending those run club boxes out. Yeah. We get real excited about. Um, yeah. When Dean yeah. finally sends it to you. No, it's, no. It's just, uh, no. <laughs> we, I, get, I get really excited. And, uh, but also, Dean, I need to make sure that I get their address. So they, when they send their shirt size to you, their okay. answer, their shirt size, uh, but also their address. Because we may have the address in the system, but it may not be the correct address. That's a good idea. Yeah. So it's send important. your address along with Cause that. Because I do cool. always email them to ask them. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. 
All right, every week we share a reason why running is so awesome. And this week, this is the this is the reason why running is so awesome. You get to understand food so much better. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. When you run, food affects your body differently, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Don't you notice more how food affects you when you run versus when you don't run? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think you can evaluate your diet better as a runner than somebody who's a non-runner because you can feel that yes. in your run. And anything that makes you feel bad when you run, probably not good for you to eat, mm-hmm. right? That's I mean, it right. just makes sense. That's right. Um, you know, I love spicy food. I really love spicy food. Mm. But spicy food doesn't love me. Mm-mm. And so um, I, I, I tend not to eat as much of it as I would want to yes um, because of that because i know yes. how it affects my body um and maybe it's just because you know you're asking so much of your body mm-hmm. when you run mm-hmm. that your body's trying to trying to be more efficient as you run and maybe that's why it you can feel it um i don't know you think running can make food taste better oh or is that a bridge yes too far? no i no i yeah? say yes because i know that uh i've run and I'm hungry, and it tastes it always so tastes much better. better. The hungrier you are, the better yes, it tastes. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. But also, I know that I've run, so I can eat. See, I'm a potato eater. I yeah. love potatoes. So I know if I've run, I can eat a little bit more and yeah. feel better about the potatoes. I probably eat four or five sweet potato, baked sweet potatoes a week. I don't like sweet potatoes. Yeah. yeah. I know how good they are for you. Shannon likes sweet potatoes. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's the thing that I don't know that everybody knows this, and this is this is not I don't have a scientific study, but um, I'm uh, I'm a hundred percent sure that this is true based on my anecdotal evidence. Okay, and it is this: running makes everything better. Absolutely, there is no question about yep, that. I'm pretty sure. No everything, question. Everything, relationships. Yes. Um, yes. Like just everything. Mm-hmm. Everything better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, we'll try to we'll try to commission that study here oh, soon. okay yeah. yes our motivational thought of the week is this don't fear moving slowly fear standing still Ooh, that's good isn't that good i knew that you'd love that one i had very, to find one you would love that is very good i like that that comes from a professor professor of sociology and her name is kathleen harris i think she that's was good. at the university of north carolina maybe um yeah, don't fear moving slowly, fear standing still. And that is, that's a good one. Some people quit because their progress is slow. They feel like they're not progressing enough. I see that all the time. But you have to realize that progress is progress. Oh, yeah. Even if it's a little bit, mm-hmm. it's progress. Mm-hmm. And so that, that frustrates me when I see somebody give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen so many athletes that I've coached who th- that's the only reason they haven't been successful is because they gave up too easy. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times I, th- I can think of one, one girl that's on our, our cross country team. Um, she's done, she's been on this podcast. Kayla, Kayla Maddox mm-hmm. is one of those who was kind of that way. Mm-hmm. She never believed enough in herself. And all she needed was somebody that kept sticking and kept getting in her ear going, you're better than this. You're better than this. You're better than this. Mm-hmm. And eventually she believed it. Yes. And, yes. um, and that's, that's all you have to do sometimes is just keep going. It's great and, and you're going to get, whether you want to be faster or you want to be able to run longer or whatever you want to be able to do, mm-hmm. just keep going. Keep going. All right. 
Gay, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It is so much fun. Thank you for having me. I've had so much fun. It's good. Good. Now keep glorifying God in your running and everything that you do. And may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.